Hello and welcome to the Catholic Duluth Show. The Catholic Duluth Show is a parish community podcast serving the parishes of St. Lawrence, Holy Family, and St. Joseph's in Duluth, Minnesota. Thank you for joining us today. My name is Daniel Rhoda, and with me is Father Eli Giske. How are you doing today, Father? Good. Good to be with you, Daniel. Yeah, thank you for joining. How are things going? Pretty good, man. It's, uh, I feel like, you know, we kind of made it through the First Communions now, and we're, we have a few weeks before um, we have our confirmation and the bishop's ordination and all this, so it kind of yeah. feels like we got a little spot where we're here, we've got a little chance to breathe, faith formation is done, uh, RCIA is still going a few more weeks, but it's kind of wrapping up, you know, we got, I think we go through the end of May, so yeah, it feels like we're kind of moving towards summer mode, whatever mm-hmm. that means, I'm still learning the modes of, of this cluster, but um, yeah, usually there's kind of like these seasonal things that kind of come and go, and so I feel like we're in the transition time now, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, when it, it's still it's still the season of Easter. Still the season of Easter, which I I always forget until like when I pull up I breviary on my phone and it'll say like sixth the, week of yeah, Easter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's like oh right, yeah, it's, it's still Easter. Like I knew that, but I always forget it until I actually see it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so see, so yeah, I guess Easter goes until Pentecost. Yeah. Correct. Exactly. So, um, so you can you, know, you can still find excuses to like eat sweets and stuff. Celebrate. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I had two pieces of pie yesterday on my day off. Okay. Yeah. I was out with some priests for lunch and then um, had another piece later. So, yeah. Uh, what 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 flavor of pie? Uh, I think the first one was apple crumble or something. Okay. And it was the next one was um, berry something. I forget. Okay. Yeah, it was from the Rustic Inn up on the North Shore. Oh, I uh, I've never been there, but I've heard... People that say it's that's good pie. So and yeah. I, I I would attest to that. Yeah. yeah. Have you been to Betty's pies? A long, long time ago. Yeah. You know, I think I don't know if it was before when commercial or whatever they say that it's kinda kinda changed a little bit. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Betty Pies, but that's what I hear. So Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't um I went there in like college once and I've been there a couple of times over like the last couple of years and yeah, it's I'm 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 not a huge pie guy. Yeah. I mean pie's fine mm-hmm. it's good but um i heard at buddy's pies you can have like pie into like ice cream and they make like a milkshake pie oh, a milkshake pie type of thing sounds like they're trying something new so um which a pie shake um i'm intrigued yeah yeah but okay yeah no i i i like pie but i i wouldn't i you know a piece here and there is good mm-hmm. you know yeah so two in a day was like mm, maybe you overdid <laughs> it <laughs> Uh, well, um, yeah, anything going on this week you want to highlight? Uh, we have our, f- I think it's our first, maybe, I don't know, Karen said we have an, a meeting tomorrow night at 7 o'clock here at St. Lawrence for the mission trip. So we're kind of planning, uh, looking ahead, or maybe just learning about what that will look like. So I've kind of signed up that I will go. It's in July. So Yeah, and, and that's and that's for... Youth, yeah. Yeah, the youth is it like... Uh, like do you know the age range is? Well, high school, I think. Just high school? And then chaperones. And I don't know if it's open to college students, too, but um, or anybody. But I think the, the focus is the youth. Like, I think we have, like, 20 youth signed up. It's basically the diocesan trip. So the diocese plans one every year, or they have. Last year we didn't go, obviously. But um, 
I've never actually gone on this trip. I've gone other mission trips, but never did the diocesan one. So, quote, since we had so many kids, Karen kept saying, we have this many kids now signed up. I'm like, oh, shoot, well, I suppose I should go. So I kind of committed to going at this point. So, Kind of committed to going? <laughs> yeah, I, I pretty much did. Yeah, okay, good, good. Well, that should be fun. Yeah. Um, so I think this meeting will be a kind of informational meeting, so... Yeah, yeah, great. Um, but yeah, c- kind of like what you said earlier, we're getting into summer mode a little bit, mm-hmm. just with a lot of, like, this last Wednesday was the closing mass for faith formation, yeah. so that's done for the year, and yeah, um, yeah I'm sure, I mean, you know, I know Karen has some other stuff, kind of yeah. upper sleeve, obviously, but... Uh, yeah, she's got a bunch of stuff planned for summer, I'm thinking, wow, yeah. I mean, we got Totus to us, and she wants to do some other groups, so yeah, it should be, should be interesting, so... Yeah, I yep. think we're having a an issue night. Uh, not like we're having problems, but we're we're having a, a speaker come up from the Twin Cities. Uh, the Wednesday is it next Wednesday? I, I think the it's fifth. I think it's next Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. the fifth Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. so that's coming up the the fifth, and so hopefully people come to that. That's open to anybody. I think it's geared towards um, well anybody who wants to come, but particularly to, towards the youth. I um, I know Jen, the speaker, she's a good speaker, and uh, she'll be speaking about theology of the body, I believe. So, Great. I'm not, not sure if that's the main topic or if that's she's going to kind of weave that into whatever else she's talking about. But, yeah, it should be good. I mean, I think that's a whole area that our culture could really stand to understand more. So, Yeah. Great. Um, well... Do you want to lead us in a prayer, and then we can sure, jump into sure. the episode? Yeah, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Lord, we ask you to guide our conversation today. Help us to um, be able to talk about and, and explore the whole idea of abiding in you, remaining in you. Um, help us to, uh, as a parish, to continue to try to do that as individuals and as a community, to always be rooted in you and, and trust um, that you uh, not only want us to follow you, but you give us the grace that we need to follow you. So we ask you to help us um, to do that, to live, to abide in you. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Father. Uh, yeah, so this week we're going to discuss uh, this upcoming Sunday Gospel. So it's the uh, analogy of the vine and the branches. Yeah. So it's one of my favorites, actually. I yeah. mean, it, it's this always speaks to me, I guess. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. It's um. I feel like it's very uh, applicable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and depending on where you're at and where life is, I think different aspects of it speak to us. Yeah. 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 It, yeah. It's, it's just. It's it's good. Uh, I feel like we're kind of like critiquing Jesus here. It's like, yeah, you know, you know, he's a pretty good speaker. He's good, does a really good job using those analogies <laughs> here and there. Those images are pretty helpful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I do say so myself. <laughs> you know, not one of his best, but it's a good one. Huh? So, uh, yeah, yeah. It's a. Uh, I think, um, yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's good, and it's uh, there, there's a lot in it too. Mm-hmm. So. Um, and it's, there's so many different ways that it can speak to us and speak like into our lives. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so we're, there's a couple 
kind of parts of it that we're going to dive into, but I'll read through it a couple times. And then, uh, yeah, then we can dive into it a little bit. Sounds so, uh, so I actually didn't read, or I didn't write down what the, um, parts, it, it, it's from so the Gospel of John, John right? One, or 15, 1 through, or sorry, yeah, J- Gospel of John 15, I think it might be the first part, so like 1 through okay. whatever it is. Yeah, I just, I didn't write that part down, but so, okay. Uh, Jesus said to his disciples, I am the true vine, and my father is the vine grower. He takes away every branch in me that does not bear fruit, and every one that does he prunes so that it bears more fruit. You are already pruned because of the word that I spoke to you. Remain in me as I remain in you. Just as a branch cannot bear fruit on its own unless it remains on the vine, so neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever remains in me and I in him will bear much fruit, because without me you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me will be thrown out like a branch and wither. People will gather them and throw them into a fire and they will be burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask for whatever you want and it will be done for you. By this is my Father glorified, that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. Uh, So I'll read through that one more time. Jesus said to his disciples, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine grower. He takes away every branch in me that does not bear fruit, and every one that does, he prunes so that it bears more fruit. You are already pruned because of the word that I spoke to you. Remain in me as I remain in you. Just as a branch cannot bear fruit on its own unless it remains in the vine, so neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever remains in me and I in him will bear much fruit. Because without me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me will be thrown out like a branch and wither. People will gather them and throw them into the fire, and they will be burned. If you remain in me, and my words remain in you, ask for whatever you want, and it will be done for you. By this is my Father glorified, that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. There it is. There it is. So, um, where do you want to start? Yeah, I think, um, well, I guess maybe start off, did anything stand out to you Hmm. specifically? Yeah. Um, the, uh, this understanding of the pruning um, and abiding, I mean, those are kind of the, the main themes. But then also the, I think it was in the very couple first couple verses, it said something about the father is the vine grower. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, some powerful images there. And this idea, I mean, I, partly as a priest, 
one of the things I'm always trying to hone in on is what is God trying to do in our community? What is the Lord wanting to grow? You know, what, what kind of vine is he growing or where is he growing it and how is he growing it? And, you know, we can, we can easily turn parish life into programs and things that we create, things that we do, but um, to be fruitful... It's like we got to get connected to what is God trying to do. And not that he's always only just doing one thing. I think he's always doing many things. But to try to be attentive to that is like part of my pastoral approach, I guess. I don't always do it well or perfectly or maybe even most of the time probably do it poorly. But trying to be aware of that, and that that's often one of my prayers is to guide me, help us as a parish to understand where is he inviting us to grow and and try to latch onto that rather than just randomly saying I want to do this or I want to do that or I think this would be great or you know so that idea of the, the father is the vine grower and we are fruitful when we abide in that rather than our own thing I think for me that's always something that hits home so yeah and I think from the outside, it seems kind of simple. Like, well, yeah, obviously, isn't that like what you do? But then Mm -hmm. I'm just like a day-to-day and like human level. It's it's hard because we all have like even our ideas. If it's like, oh, I want to do this or I think we should go in this direction Mm -hmm. or whatever Mm -hmm. it is. But then, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's it's hard sometimes to like take a step back and be like, God, actually, how do you want to mm-hmm. deal with this, or what do you think we should, or where do you want us to go, or something like that? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of inputs coming to you as parish leaders. I think there's the your own sort of ideas of what you see, and then there's all your parishioners kind of coming to you and saying, Father, we want this, or we think this, or we would like that, or we don't like this, and so you kind of have to like wade through all that and. and you can either get caught up in all and kind of get turned around and say, we're going to do all these things and kind of just run around like chicken with your head cut off and try to accomplish everything that everybody else sees. Or you can try to zoom in and say, what are we called to do right now? And, you know, it's not always easy to determine that, but I think the Lord does lead us and does guide us. And we have, if we have faith in that, then we spend time listening for that guidance and, and looking for the the guidance rather than just doing, you know, because we can easily just do, 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 and never take time to plan or listen to what it is that God is asking us. So um, I, I think this year, especially as I've been coming into this assignment, I've been trying to see that and recognize that and maybe take some initial steps of saying, okay, what what does it seem that God is inviting us to, to grow in or understand more or whatever? So... Yeah, it's still a developing thing, I would say. Yeah, and um, and so in this um, scripture passage, like Jesus uses like this idea of, uh, well, he like the vine and the branches, but then it's like um, every branch that does not bear fruit, um, we're going to take away, and everyone that does, we're going to prune so that it bears more fruit. Yeah. Um, which I think this, this idea of like fruit from just like, like in the church and the emphasis on bearing fruit, it can, 
it can be kind of tough because mm-hmm. like thinking about it, sometimes it can seem like Jesus, like a mid-level marketing guy where he's like, <laughs> you know, um, we're trying to like bear. Your, your productivity is, yeah, yeah. is way down, it's <laughs> way down in the red zone. You know, we got to get it up to the green. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, just, just trying to focus on like fruit and like, okay, well we got to, we got to prune these things that aren't working and, and, um, but like, obviously that's like not what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, um, but yeah, I, I think it's something that it depends like how connected, like kind of staying with the analogy of like connected to Christ being connected to, uh, the vine mm-hmm. as a branch. Um, but yeah, h- how do you think, um, like we can kind of take a look at like, uh, like bearing fruit, but then also being pruned because pruned kind of seems like a negative thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah when Jesus isn't using it because it's, he's like, if you do, if you do bear fruit, you get pruned. Yeah, yeah. And if you don't, I guess you just get burned. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah no, I think it's a helpful thing. Um, and it should be when we're getting pruned, the feeling of pruned is not so nice. Right. It's like, Oh, I have to, part of me just got cut off. Like that didn't feel nice, but the whole idea is so that I can bear fruit. And that in a sense, if we are being pruned, it's like we are, bearing fruit already, right? Because mm-hmm. he says, I will prune the, f- the branches that are bearing fruit. So it doesn't waste time pruning if there's no fruit. So um, it, just, it just falls away, that branch. So it's, it's, I think it's a really helpful image because it's a sort of a, a vivid thing. Like you're either alive or you're dead. You're either growing or you're not, you know? So it's, mm-hmm. um, and so it's helpful in one sense because sometimes I think in the church we get a lot of dead branches and we just like, well, look at all these branches we got and isn't it great and wonderful? It's like the Christmas tree after Christmas that's in your yard and you're like all those branches there, but not a lot of not a lot of living going on. And so yeah. this image that okay, it's not a bad thing to be pruned. It's not a bad thing. I mean, in our current context, we might talk about like with the COVID stuff, all the things that we've gone through with that, it's kind of forced us to kind of get out of our box a little bit and, and think through things and maybe uh, kind of connect on a different in a different way or just, you know, try some things, you know? And so I have tried some things, both in this parish and my previous parish, just trying to try different things. Not all of them have worked. Not all of them have them have been awesome. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a good time to try things right now because... We are being pruned in a sense. Um, people are having to ask the question, am I, okay, I haven't been to Mass for a year now or I haven't maybe gone as regularly as I used to. Um, do I need to go back? Is it helpful for me to me go back? You know, so people are making that decision. Do I want to stay connected to the vine or am I happy to be a dead branch that's not no longer connected to the vine? And so I think it's a real thing that we're going through as a church um, and for myself and hopefully for others, it's like I, I realize we're kind of in, in some ways at a crossroads and we have to take advantage of um, the opportunities we have to really share the fruit or, or, or really have a vision of seeking to grow fruit rather than just being content with like, we have dead branches and that's all right. We have fruitless branches and that's okay. Um, you know, whether it's personally in my own life or 
communally in a, in the church and in, in a parish in the in the diocese in the um, in the universal church. And I I sort of touched on this a little bit in the bulletin article that I wrote two weeks ago. I think you just talked about the importance of you know we've got to take advantage of opportunities, and if we don't, like we're basically saying we're we're content with dead branches and fruitless branches and mm-hmm. um, can sound kind of harsh, can sound kind of like negative, but it's like, no, this is actually, this is a good thing. We have an opportunity here. Um, but sometimes we, we see that as a, a negative thing, like a change, you know, that, that's that word that nobody likes to hear. Like we're bringing changes in or we're going to change things or we're going to try things in a different way. And like, that shouldn't be a, negative thing for us as a church we should we should want to be pruned because we should want to keep growing and mm-hmm. and uh developing rather than just being stagnant so yeah and i think going deeper into the like idea of pruning because i mean i'm not an expert farmer by any means yeah. but um but basically like the concept of that is taking something that is bearing fruit mm-hmm. and whether it has maybe some that like it has some like branches that aren't bearing like much fruit Mm -hmm. or else even things that are bearing some fruit, but you have to like cut them back, cut, cut them back so that the plant itself can be more healthy. Yeah. Because if there's too many branches, if there's too much going on, um, can't focus the growing power in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. So like orchards would do that with apple trees. They pick blossoms off at a certain stage so that the ones that remain get enough for nutrients be- to become like actual good eating apples. Otherwise you end up with a bunch of little apples that, yeah, there's a lot of fruit here, but none of it's edible, you know, mm-hmm. so it's not super helpful. Um, likewise, a, a, you might have a tree that has a lot of leaves or a lot of branches that it's like all the growing power and nutrients and stuff is put into those leaves and those branches. So by cutting it back, now there's more kind of to go for the fruit itself. So interesting, uh, when I was at seminary over in Rome, they were like, they had these orange trees in the, the center of the, the college. There's like a little square with like, I think there was 50 orange trees, one for each state or something like that. And uh, one of the years they cut them back, like way back. They looked like sticks almost. I mean, they were literally like, it's like, oh, did they just kill all those things? <laughs> uh, but then they, they re- that was a great year for, or maybe it was the, the following year. I can't remember if it was that year or the following year that, lot of fruit like big big oranges and i was like okay these i I guess that's how you do it i mean i wasn't Mm. i'm not an orange specialist or an apple specialist or anything but you can see like this is actually true like there's a science to the pruning like it's not just like i don't like that one it's like no i i'm trying to grow this i'm a farmer i'm a uh the vine grower and so i intentionally prune things so that it becomes fruitful in a in a real way so yeah, and it kind of reminds me of like it's an old like military adage or something that's like those like like those that defend all fronts defend none. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I've um, heard that before. And just like this idea of like spreading retor- resources too thin. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, yeah, I think I think it's it's an interesting conversation in the church. Yeah, because uh, I think especially in the American church, because I think Americans kind of pride themselves on like look at all the things we're doing. Yeah. Um, when it's like, no, it's like, I don't know, have, have we stopped to think 
Like, just because we are doing something, does that mean we should be doing something? Right, right. Is it helpful? Is it growing? Is it... Yeah. 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 Yeah, and I think I think Father Ryan, when he was here, he kind of did some of that. He kind of looked mm-hmm. at what are we doing as a parish cluster? What are the things, events kind of things? And every priest kind of has their own, you know, bias of I like these kind of events. I don't like these kind of events. So we, we, we have to be sensitive to that and then also at the same time say okay it's not about me so i don't know i don't know exactly um i hear there was a rummage sale or something like that here at one point at st lawrence um and i don't know if that has totally gone away but anyway sometimes you got to look at your events and say is this the mission of the church is it help it sometimes maybe not directly but it does indirectly and okay we're gonna make that we're gonna do that other times it's like no actually this doesn't really help the mission it's kind of a dead branch i mean the tree is spending a lot of nutrients trying to grow this thing and then in the end there's no fruit so we don't really need to do that branch anymore so yeah. and yeah. i'm not saying that about the rummer sale necessarily but i think that was one of the things that was brought up and discussed and i don't know exactly how that conversation went but that's just one example it could be lots of different things in a parish that you look at and say is this helpful is this going the way it should um do we want to spend energy doing it I mean, I remember when I was at Holy Rosary uh, across the city, they did a, what do you call it? Like every fall they did a, like a craft sale Okay. over at the school. They'd empty out the school. Everybody would come and rent a little booth and they would sell their crafts. Um, and it began as a community event where people came from the parish and sold their crafts. And some people from the parish would work the event. But by the time I was there, it was basically just the staff that was doing it. And they were scrounging always to find volunteers to help with it. And people that are coming are just looking for basically deals. They're not coming to the church to like be evangelized or whatever. So if you try to like say, hello, it's good to see you. Welcome to Holy Rosary Church or school. They didn't really care for that, right? They were there to get their deal and get out of there. So mm-hmm. um, it was kind of billed as like, this is a good event for the church because it gets all these people here. But it wasn't a church event. It was basically a glorified garage sale, you know, like mm-hmm. people coming and, and selling their wares and other people coming and looking for deals and not not looking for Jesus. So, you know, people eventually said, you know, I, th- I don't think we should do this anymore. And it, it, it made like 10 or 15 grand for the parish or in the school. But eventually it was like, this isn't worth all the hours that we're spending setting it up and preparing it and then doing it. And so that went by the wayside. I don't know what they're doing now, but you know, that's another example of yeah. something. Yeah, and I think too it, it to a certain extent to it allows uh us to be creative. Mm-hmm. You know, if if we we're kind of used to like the things that we do and that's kind of what we're comfortable with and that's what we're used to doing. Um like that kind of mindset is I mean, one isn't really even Catholic, mm-hmm. but it doesn't allow for much creativity. Right. Um, and I think even with, like for our own personal lives, if we're like, nope, this is where I am, and this is this is who I am, like it doesn't allow like really a much space for God to work. Right. Not a lot of not a lot of, not not a lot of growth or openness to grow. We kind of get set in our ways, and and um, you know, instead of being open to what is the Holy Spirit inviting me into, what is the vine grower wanting to grow in me, I just say, I'm good. I. I, I I got my life, my patterns, and I don't want to change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm, I'm cool with this dead branch just hanging yeah. where it is. Yeah, yeah. Just let it be. It's just, 
Yeah. It's interesting, you know, um, in parish life, we can be a little bit territorial sometimes, and we can, sometimes there's like a thing that happens in a parish, and it's a great thing, it has its kind of life, and then, you know, at a certain point, people don't want to do it anymore, or the person who kind of like inspired it and kind of made it happen kind of leaves or dies or retires from it or hands it off to somebody else. And sometimes that thing just goes away. And other times it's like it kind of hangs on there for a while and and everybody's like, why are we still doing that? I don't know. Because it, it's we, we these people, there's one or two people who still want to make it happen. And so sometimes we have to make a call and say, eh, you know, I don't think this is a good use of our time. And, and that can be hurtful to people when they've sort of really given themselves to that ministry or that event, whatever it is. And so it can be a, a pruning moment for that person or, or for the parish or for the priest or whoever to kind of say, I think we need to chop that thing off or at least cut it down. So, mm-hmm. you know, it can be hard. Yeah. But again, the, the whole point of cutting it down is to bring new life or to focus the energy, the growing power in another direction in the fruit rather than just these kind of dead branches so yeah yeah and it's obviously probably more fun it's probably it's probably not fun to be the the, the pruner or the pruny but yeah exactly yeah um more more enjoyable to be the the branches bearing fruit and <laughs> yeah look at this big fruit that i just made it's awesome <laughs> uh yeah. so so kind of going switching topics a little bit um there's the line that says, well, not just the line. I think it probably says like 15 times is remain in me or abide in me. Mm-hmm. Um, and this just idea of just like Jesus saying, just, hey, stay with me. Mm-hmm. Like, stay, stay connected to me. Like, yeah. I'm the vine. You're the branches. Just stay connected to the vine. Yeah. Um, which, <laughs> I mean, is makes all practical sense of just, the the branch can't bear fruit if it's not connected to the vine, right? right? right. Um, and that's something that's just like, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. But at the same time, we don't think really think about it that way. Right. And even just like reflecting on it and thinking about like, okay, if there's times in my life that I'm uh, not being fruitful, whether that's just like personally or you know you're in kind of like a rut or whatever it is, and just thinking like, okay, well, like how, like, am I connected to like Jesus right now? How's my prayer life? going and nor- most of the time it's like oh i need to do better mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and i like i need to uh be closer to him i need to make him more i need to make him the center of my life mm-hmm. and like right now he's not right yeah uh, and so mm-hmm. uh th- i think yeah that's something that it's like if, if we're in a like a spot where we're like not in, well, we're just not in a great spot to think like, okay am i am i connected to the vine yeah yeah and i would say you know, as a church right now, universal, and maybe the last few years, I mean, we've gone through a lot, the the scandals, the priests, the bankruptcy in our diocese, losing our bishop, going without a bishop, um, all the pastoral changes, priests going different places. Um, there's a lot to kind of endure in a sense. And so just abiding or remaining in Jesus may seem like a hard thing for us. I mean, forget about growing fruit. Like I'm just trying to stick on this vine here and that's hard enough. And so 
um, we've been through a lot as Catholics, I think, and and I don't think that's necessarily going to change. I think it's only going to continue uh, for a while here anyway. So, um, but abiding, remaining, and, and, and Jesus is so important. Um, it changes the dynamics. I think you said it really well, like, how often do we just step back and say, am I abiding in Jesus? Or, you know, when things aren't going so well, a lot of times that's what's going on is I'm not abiding in Jesus and I've let fear or anxiety or my desires for something that's not happening right now um, kind of get me to a place where I'm I'm focused on something else other than Jesus. Other than following Jesus, I have a different focus in my life. And when we realize that and turn back to him, usually it, it brings that life back and, and we continue. But um, if we've been out of touch or we kind of don't look to Jesus or we've kind of maybe even gotten into a pattern where we just don't turn to Jesus and, and try to abide in him, then that can be a long haul. It can be a long time when we're just kind of living apart from the vine and that can be a a difficult experience. And, you know, one thing I would say is living in a state of grace, uh, you know, not having any mortal sins in our soul, that's a huge way to abide in Jesus. You know, if we can just do that, um, you know, that's a huge step because when when sin clouds our lives, when um, when we've departed from the vine in a sense by, by our sins, we easily get lost and confused and everything seems so dark. So just coming back to the state of grace, living the sacramental life, living a regular prayer life, that can do a lot to help us abide in, in the vine. And sometimes people think it has to be so much more complicated or more difficult or like I got to do something extreme or whatever. And it's like, well, sometimes maybe, but for the most part, it's just like go to mass, go to confession, pray, you'll be okay, mm-hmm. you know? But sometimes we don't want it to be, we don't want to just give ourselves to such a humble, simple way of living, you know, in some sense. We want we want adventure, we want something exciting, and, you know, yeah, we all want that to some degree, but a lot of times it's just the simple things, right? So. Yeah, and that kind of comes into the, like, final point, which is the last line of this passage, which is, by this is my Father glorified, that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. Um, which, yeah. uh, which I mean, kind of what you were just talking about, like living the sacramental life, and, and I think you know if we live, like if we live that life of prayer and re- remind, re- remaining with Jesus, abiding in Jesus, like we will bear fruit, mm-hmm. and. I mean, I think that's the, like, that's the part that's kind of up for Jesus to decide a little bit mm-hmm. of, you know, that doesn't mean uh, necessarily like, oh, I'm going to convert my whole family or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's um, the, 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 like what fruit is bared is kind of depends, mm-hmm. but, yeah. uh, and you know, some people like they don't bear fruit until after like they're dead, right. you know? Right. So I, I think like that's kind of hard too because we can f- maybe focus too much on like the fruit part, mm-hmm. um, but just like being a disciple and uh, living life remaining in Jesus, yeah. like that's how God is glorified. Yeah, 
And if you think of the image of a tree or a bush growing, like not a lot happening there. And, and it's not very exciting in some ways. It's like if you sat there and watched all summer long this apple tree grow apples, like you would see the change happen, but it would be incredibly boring to watch, right? Like my job this summer is to watch this apple tree make an apple. Like I have to be here the whole time to watch it. Like if you think about that, like that is a boring process, but um, it happens in silence, happens very, very slowly. And in a sense, that's our life, right? We we bear fruit sort of day by day, but it's a very slow process. And we kind of have to be rooted. We have to be in the vine, kind of have to have some stability. Um, and it's not super, typically it's not a super like, you know, Lord of the Rings sort of adventure sort of thing. It's more often just a, yep, it's in the backyard there. That tree has just been growing all summer. And yeah. hey, look, now there's an apple, you know? So not to say that it's boring to be a Catholic or something like that, but sometimes we expect it to look differently than it is. I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense, but. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I know for my own life, just like, working in the church there's some days i'm just like oh this is super boring today mm-hmm. or <laughs> or it's like oh man I, you know some some days i think this should be more fun oh, and it's just like oh well today was kind of a yeah it was like just boring and kind of dry yeah. you know yeah. and uh and that's kind of uh yeah that's just kind of the way it is you know yeah um and it kind of uh yeah it's like slow growth, um, but over time you can see the effects. I mean, it's just in my own my own walk with the Lord. It's slow. It's slow progress, but I can see that there has been progress. The Lord is working on my heart. He is transforming me. And if I just keep surrendering to that slow process of growth, um, I trust he'll bring me where I need to be. And... Um, you know, some people, their lives are more of a flashbang and it's like really a lot of crazy stuff and it's more kind of spectacular or whatever. But most of us, it's just kind of that slow process of, of growing and being pruned every now and then and kind of just working at it. And, and that's okay, you know. So I guess just encouragement to people that don't don't feel like you're you're off the track if your life isn't you know going perfect or something like that you know um, I think a lot of times we feel like we're not doing as well as we would like or as perfect as we would like maybe we don't have like a perfect understanding of where and how God is working in our lives but again if we just live the sacramental life that's kind of the whole purpose of the church is here's the way, you know, this is how you abide in Jesus. And if you do that, he'll get you there. So, you know, don't be selling yourself short if if you feel like, oh, gosh, my life is boring or my life is not super meaningful or my life is, it's not like a Teresa Avila or Catherine of Siena or John Paul II or whatever. Like, you look at their lives, we get the highlights, right? We don't, we don't see all the parts where they were just 
sitting there going, what the heck? Yeah. <laughs> or how's this going to work? Or what? What am I supposed to do? So, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I think to that point, too, for every saint that had a pretty crazy life, there's a saint that had a pretty boring, minimal life. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. even even Therese, I mean, her, her life is kind of, I don't know if I would say romanticized. I think it is. But yeah. but you but something like that like she she died at 24 and she was sick pretty much her whole life. Yeah. Like her spiritual life was advent was an adventure mm-hmm. for sure. But yeah. her but that was just something that she uh, her experienced earthly herself. Life, right? Yeah. Her earthly life was pretty like I was in a convent for half my life or you know I think she went in at 14 or 15 and you know pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah, so so like think about something like that. You know, there's this young girl who very, very few people in the world even knew, mm-hmm. but has since after her death, like impacted the entire church. Yeah. So like that's something, yeah, I think like just her life can be an inspiration for a lot of us too. Yeah. Yeah. So. Cool. Well, yeah. Thank you, Father. And yeah, thank you. Um, thank you everyone for listening. Uh I'd, you know, I, I would uh, recommend maybe taking some time this week and reading through this uh, upcoming Sunday's gospel and uh, maybe just seeing what sticks out to you in that. Mm-hmm. Um, doing some, some, um, some lecture to be in a little prayer time with that. And, uh, and yeah, yeah. See, see what God speaks to you through this and, you know, maybe which, in what way he's calling you to be pruned or, uh, or, you know, how we can even, uh, abide more in Jesus. So, so yeah, I think with that, we'll, uh, we'll close it for this week. So thank you for, uh, for listening, for, um, being with us during this time and we will catch you next week.